they're very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, guys? And welcome to the 32nd, 30, geez, 32nd episode of the Warcry Podcast. I'm your host, Yehola Tiger. Um, this episode is going to dive into some, some conspiracy. You know, I like to, I like to add a little conspiracy spice to everything that that I talk about. <clears throat> but this episode is going to be about the Twenty Seven Club. The Twenty Seven Club is a group of celebrities who have passed, uh, either due to weird circumstances, um, dare I say, maybe freak accidents, um, and or just you know, did their own self destruction, but. There's a quite a bit of lists, and I'm going to hit the high points. I know that there's some people, you know, I know I'm going to mention some people that um, are not as well-known, but, like, they were around during that time, and they passed away 27. So I'm going to start from the, the beginning. There was a French, um, I guess he was a pianist, and I cannot remember his name. It was, like, Alexander, but it was, it's French. Uh, he was the first member of the 27 Club. He passed away um, back, I think, in the 1800s. Uh, but the most, <clears throat> the second, and by the way, if you hear me do my voice, I'm losing it. And so I'm trying to power through this episode. This is what this, is what this podcast means to me. I'm powering through losing my voice from all this talking that I do in my daily life. And so this is, this is, this is episodes for you. For the people out there that, are, that have ever lost their voice, this is for you. Anyways, so the we'll hit the the well known Twenty Seven Club members, but Robert Johnson, and that's one thing about Robert Johnson is he has been an influence, you know, through you know the Rolling Stones. Um, I know Muddy Waters was a big kind of a blues bluegrass, not really bluegrass, but more blues, you know, artist. But Robert Johnson in uh, August 1938, um, just a few months after his birthday, he made moves on the owner of this juke joint that he was playing at. And uh, basically he was drinking and having a good time. And the owner and the owner kept sliding him kind of a drink, but it had poison in it. And as the night went on, um, you know, he ended up, you know, he ended up getting sauced out. And then, you know, three days later, he ends up dying um, due to poisoning and pneumonia. Did I even say that right? Pneumonia? Anyways. But he's buried in an unmarked grave in Mississippi. And one thing about Robert Johnson that everybody talks about is that he wrote... So he was one of the worst guitar players. Like, he was, like, straight trash. He couldn't make no songs. His rhythm was off. He just was not a great guitarist. And... and I believe back in the 60s or 70s, there was an interview from a, a buddy of his um, that was around him at that time, and he was describing him as a, you know, as an artist, and he just wasn't good at all. And he's like, man, this guy, he was always thinking he was good, but then he, like, left. And they said he left for, like, a few months, you know, anywhere from three to six months. And he came back, and he was good, and he told everybody, he said, I'm, I, you know, went to the crossroads, and got good 
when everybody knows, you know, when you make a deal with the devil or an entity or a spirit like that, you got to repay it in some way. And that's kind of the tone that we're going to have throughout the entire, this entire episode. Because, you know, once you, you get into that lifestyle and you're basically making deals with people who, you know, people obviously deal with the devil, but really it's deals with people that you don't, they don't have your best interest at heart. And so as we kind of make down this list, Brian Jones, as you guys heard in the trailer, you know, he died by drowning. And, you know, kind of a, a little piece from the Rolling Stone uh, magazine, as it's clear, it seems the death of Brian Jones has been one of the most persistent mystery in rock and roll, uh, with many people questioning the official version of what happened. Even members of the Rolling Stone have, Stones have expressed doubt and still... And this is according to this is a quote from Keith Richards, and still the mystery of his death hasn't been solved, and I don't know what happened, but there was some nasty business going on. Now Brian Jones was staying at the house of, I believe it was the uh, the writer of Winnie the Pooh. Now the the writer of Winnie the Pooh, the original, had some dark dealings, and Brian Jones was one of the founding members, and he was kicked out of Rolling Stones. Uh, when they first got going, and there, you know, some say in the conspiracy realm that this was a, a blood sacrifice for the Stones to be able to take off to where they went, you know, with the, you know, the singles of "Give Me Shelter" and and all these other different, you know, singles that they had and hits that they had, you know, they say that this Brian Jones, you know, he was like said, an original member, but it was a sacrifice. For them to be able to move on, and now Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, you know, have you know, you guys. I mean, if you do some Google searches, you can find different stories of people saying that they're they, you know, dabbled in those things and did those things that occult uh, type things. And that's one thing, kind of a misconception about the occult. That means to hide, and so with everything about the occult, you have to show your hand, and so. With that being said, going back to Brian Jones and Rolling Stones, you know, that could have, you know, his death could be the springboard to, to launch the Stones into a different stratosphere and make them the band that they are today. Alan Wilson, you know, he uh, was a musician and I, for the life of me, cannot remember. Um, I want to say he was with the Stooges, but he had basically this weird habit of, of sleeping outdoors and he was at the vocalist of uh, Bob Height. It was at his house in LA. Now this is a weird one. So basically he found his body in the leads in the vocalist Height's yard, September 3rd, 1970. And his hands were crossed on his chest and there was a bottle of bar- barbiturates next to his side. And people always say that it's all it's accidental overdose, but a lot of people say it's suicide. Now, another conspiracy is, is that, like I said, they needed that sacrifice because he had so many issues, and it's like, oh, you know, we can just blame an overdose. And the Stooges, you know, went on to, to you know, to be a, a pretty big band in the 70s. So this is very interesting, you know, with this 27 Club. 
Um, you know, we hit the high points and we hit the, the trio here of Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and uh, Jim Morrison. Now, one thing about all three of these is they all wanted eventually to get out of music. Now, Janis Joplin, I think, was trying to record her farewell album or her farewell single. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Hendrix wanted out of his contract, and he wanted away from the music industry, and he was so tired of it. And then Jim Morrison also obviously fled to, to Paris, France, and died in a bathtub. And so with these three, you know, and the whole, and you guys can, eventually I may talk about Laurel Canyon because there's some CIA connections, um, basically that these three were involved in this Laurel Canyon about sex, drug, and, sex, drug, and rock and roll, and hippies and lsd and you know everybody has a good time and that we do know it is a fact that the cia was involved in this and that handlers were involved in all three in these three people here another kind of weird thing is that uh jim morrison's dad if you guys if you guys have heard of the gulf of tonkin that was a, a basically a cia operation that got us into vietnam and his dad was the fleet commander for that ship. Essentially what the Gulf of Tonkin is, is they said that they allegedly that we were attacked, you know, by, you know, outside forces that, you know, were involved in Vietnam and that that caused us to get into the war. And they said, oh, we got to, you know, they, they attacked us in neutral waters. It's time to go after them. And so his dad was involved in that. He was a CIA operative in the military that had military ties and all that stuff. Now, Jim, now Jimi Hendrix, on, in the early hours of Friday, September 18th, 1970, while laying with his girlfriend in London, or while staying with his girlfriend in London, he took some sleeping pills, and, and Jimi Hendrix was known just to take things. And like I said, it's that free spirit, that free... Now, I'm not saying taking drugs makes you free spirit. I ain't saying that. But what I'm saying is, is that they just lived like... You know, they just lived. They didn't really... You know, what happened to him, consequences didn't matter. And that's that Laurel Canyon LSD hippie thing that they had going on. Well, the drug that he took was another strong barbiturate, and he ended up passing away. Well, like I said, he wanted out of his contract, and it was very well known that he was wanting out of the, the music business. And one thing that conspiracy theorists with these three in particular is they always talk about the threes. So everything, every, if you... If you look at the history, there's always people that die in threes and they're celebrities. For instance, I'll give you an example. And I can't remember the third person in this, but it was Michael Jackson, Farrah Fawcett, and then there was another person that had passed. You look at, um, you know, you look at different celebrity deaths. You can type in, you know, a, a celebrity who has passed. And there's always another one, maybe not well-known, maybe not, you know, the biggest star, but they have passed along with that person, on either on the same day, the day before, the day after. Um, and that's one thing, I, we may get into that, like that's some, you know, that's some Illuminati music industry things, but they always happen in threes. And one thing about these three, they all died within months of each other, within a year. And so, you know, it's kind of crazy but Janis Joplin, Janis Joplin, they say that she died of an overdose, but her friend, um, her, I guess her lover, came out 
um, years later, I want to say maybe 2000s, but essentially said that she, they believe that she didn't, she believes that she wasn't, that she didn't OD, that she tripped and hit her head and basically killed her, like, by, by accident, because she was so, you know, drugged out that she just tripped over the rug and basically snapped her neck and died. And so that's, you know, you can always, you know, they say maybe a sense of foul play with that. Like I said, <clears throat> with those three, those are the, you know, the big three that everybody kind of looks at. Um, one of the, kind of a lesser known one is Ron, uh, Ron uh, McKiernan, and he was a founder of the Grateful, one of the founders of Grateful Dead. He passed on their rise, and that's another kind of conspiracy that they, you know, got to cut the weakest link, and, you know, and then the, obviously you guys know the Grateful Dead, you know, had a really big run, you know, in the in 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, Dave Alexander, um, he basically drank himself um, to death um, and died of a, uh, a pulmonary edema. Um, he was, oh, this is, this is Dave Alexander who was in the Stooges, um, and basically, you know, died at 27. Now, if you guys have listened to a past episode, um, I did a Kurt Cobain, uh, episode where we talk about the conspiracy that Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. And I believe that she did. Allegedly. So nobody, no, nobody gets in trouble here. But here's something that's very interesting, and I want to add to that lore and to that mystery, I guess you could say. Kurt Cobain's body was found by an electrician on Friday, April 8th, 1994. Now, Courtney Love, at the time of his death, had accused Kurt of cheating on, one of his, uh, cheating on her with and having an affair with one of her bandmates. This bandmate, her name was Kristen Paff. Now, Paff was the bassist in her band, Hull. And she was shown on TV at the, at the memorial very upset, you know, of, this, of Kurt Cobain's passing. Now, this is something that is not really talked about. But she passed away due to a drug overdose around Courtney Love a few months after Kurt. And that's something that's kind of interesting because if she was accused of having an affair with Courtney Love's husband, Kurt Cobain, and she passes away two months later, that's very interesting. We can chalk that up to you know something kind of strange. And so that adds to to me that adds to the to the, the conspiracy that that could happen because how is she going. I mean, is she love? You know, was she in love with Kurt, and it just overwhelmed her, and she just took drugs and died? You know, but I don't know. That's a very interesting kind of another wrinkle to that. Uh, one of my favorite. Um, I actually, she was a crush of mine up until like she passed, obviously. But Amy Winehouse, she's a part of the Twenty Seven Club. She died in two thousand eleven. She drank herself to death, and. One thing about Amy Winehouse is she had done quite a bit. She had blamed the devil for making her the way she was. And she, you know, would talk about occult things in her music. And so she had some, you know, very, you know, 
kind of very strange things in some of her music videos. Um, and she had been attached to, to having sold her soul. Because she basically came out of nowhere with a beautiful voice. And she became this huge star, which, you know, couldn't handle it. And, you know, I would equate her to the Kurt Cobain syndrome, where it's like, dude, I really didn't want to be famous. I'm just writing songs. I'm making music. And the final guy, and he's the latest one, is Anton Yelchin. He was in Fright Night with Colin Farrell. Um, He died in a freak accident, and, you know, I was reading an article basically said this is basically impossible that this there's no way this could have happened. Um and it was just a, like a weird occurrence of his car basically pinned him against his gate against the gate and somehow he ended out of the vehicle in very strange fashion. And so you know the 27 club you know a lot of people kind of make fun of it and they don't you know really believe in the conspiracy and the in the Illuminati and the music industry, but those things are very real. Um, and everything that you know that I mentioned in this episode um, can be researched and, and can be you know picked apart. And one thing I like about my about my show is that that you know sometimes you've got to believe you know is, is the truth stranger stranger than fiction, or is fiction you know just fiction. And so that's something, you know, that is always very interesting to me when, you know, I come across, you know, these small topics like this um, and, and mentioning them is, you know, we, we talk about things that are not normal and not, um, I guess you could say mainstream. But you guys can follow me on TikTok. Uh, I think it's Warcry Pod on TikTok. So one thing, too, is I'm, we're doing, I'm doing a little bit of a dare I say rebranding, but I would not say rebranding. I would basically, I have a, a TikTok that's dedicated to the podcast. It's TikTok is war cry pod. Um, Twitter is one man band nine one eight. I do now have an Instagram. It's war cry pod or at war cry pod on Instagram. Um, we're, you know, gaining followers every day and I appreciate everybody that has followed. Um, you know, I've been trying to, you know, we've been trying to keep cool posts and, and things like that on there. And, I appreciate everybody that has been reaching out about telling stories. I know this is creepy. Part three is coming. Send your stories. Um, I have an email for the pod too. I want you guys uh, to be aware of. It's realwarcrypod at gmail.com. I'll put that in the link. And you guys heard my voice crack. I'm. It's going. I'm telling you, it's going. But you know, we're we're almost at. Um, uh, we're we're almost at. I believe almost 6,000 audio listens. And so I appreciate everybody that listens. You know, it, it really means a lot and I'll catch you on the next one.